just like you. We're all about sports. And the things that make sports great, like beer and wings. This is Sheeman and Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida. Online at ESPNSWFL.com. Craig Sheeman along with Pete Shepard. Chris on the other side of the glass. Sheeman and Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida. Couple of announcements in case you missed it in the first hour. The texter bracket voting will be up on the website tomorrow at the start of the show. Uh, ESPNSWFL.com. And in a little sneak peek, we will announce the four number one seeds in the 5 o'clock hour today. But the voting and the brackets will be posted tomorrow. Voting will begin. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. At eight minutes past the hour, it's time for Sports Center Rundown, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Chris. Sports Center Update brought to you by Best Home Services. Service appointments available now. Getbest.com. Tiger Woods' latest girlfriend of about six years is taking the golf legend to court over an NDA she claims he made her sign. She's citing a law that prohibits NDAs when there's evidence of sexual assault or harassment. Something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Adam Schefter's reporting that the Bills are expecting to lose safety Jordan Poyer and linebacker Tremaine Edmonds in free agency, which starts next week. And tonight we got three conference championship games. The first one on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock, the Southland Conference. It's Northwestern State against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. By the way, she's not accusing Tiger of anything yet, but maybe she can't because of the NDA. So, I don't know. She was a longtime girlfriend. This wasn't one of the the list that came out when he was married. This was a longtime girlfriend and business partner for a, for a while. She's been with him for six years. She's, oh, is this the current one? Yeah. Uh, latest girlfriend said? of about yeah. six years. Okay. It's the TMZ report. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I, I did get some of the ladies mixed up. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if this was one of them from the past or if this was the one he currently has been with. has been kind of helping raise his kids and is everywhere he goes. Sounds like it's the one that he's kind of been with. So did they Not break up? kind of. Did they break up? I'm assuming. Oh, and you tend not to take your yeah. boyfriend to court. Why would she have to sign an NDA at the beginning? Of her, well, I guess you know, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I don't know. Contracts are contracts. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Or he might have done it like he didn't try. I don't know. Maybe the trust. It's almost like uh, what do you call it? Uh, prenup, prenup. Yeah, but not a relationship nup. Yeah, I think this will be the last time we hear of it. Uh, why do you say that? It's Tiger. Nothing's stuck to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love him. Love watching him. Yeah. He's had some things that probably could have gotten one canceled in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's, he always comes back. You always hear the tiger roars and it's like nothing ever happened. I can't wait till three more years. And he's on the champions tour. Jack let that out of the bag yesterday. Probably going to play because the carts, they allow golf carts. Gonna be out here at Tiburon while we're doing the Sheeman Shepherd show out here. Maybe it's an opportunity to gear up for majors. <clears throat> Live Golf will do some version of golf carts too. Watch, that'll come. Mm-hmm. Not now, but there'll be some kind of a Live Golf golf cart. I watched live from the players last night. I love live from. They do it for the players and yeah. then the you know the four majors, yep. um, Ryder Cup and stuff like that too. But I, I, it's a way to get good 
coverage of the tournament coming up. They they do some cool things like you know highlighting mm-hmm. big swing holes. You know, like the you know, the sixteenth this week, the par five, and then obviously the par or the par it's, three. It's my 17. third favorite tournament. Of the I mean, it used, I mean, it is the fifth major. It really is the fifth major. But I well, mean, besides it's not the anymore. Masters in the U. But to me, it it's is. not anymore because the live guy live guys aren't there. The defending champion is not going to be there, able to defend his championship. Cam Smith, who by the way said. He might buy a ticket and go to the tournament this week because he lives in Ponte Vedra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. That'd be cool. It wouldn't get any television coverage. No, it might. No, no, no. They will not highlight a live golfer on a PGA Tour broadcast. Not him sitting Absolutely. there drooling on the sidelines. He's looking forlorn like he wants to be part of it. The best shot we've got of that is somebody snapping a picture on the course and getting it spread around via Twitter or something like that. But anyway, back to last night. Brando Chambly talking about live golf. It's just it, – it's comical. I, I mean, he he described Rory against uh, uh, Greg Norman as the good guy versus the really bad guy last night. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> I don't like live golf. I'm not here saying Nor- Greg Norman's the really bad guy in that, you know, Rory versus, versus Norman thing yeah. that's going on. Wow. I think it's good for golf. It's that whole – it's really that whole thing, you know, bad publicity is, is – Publicity. B- publicity. Uh, in this case, I think it works. Being a bad publicity, if I may, mm-hmm. go back in time. Mm-hmm. How far? Okay. I have I have started my own little Craig Sheeman <laughs> quote wall, wall quote of board. shame quotes. <laughs> Let's go back to October fourteenth. These are now these aren't the sticky pads that you have in back of your Chris, which are sandwich bets basically. This is strictly Craig quotes. All right. Ten. October 14th, 2019. Ooh. This isn't going to age well. Quote, Georgia's ceiling is number See, I, I don't, five. I, I, I shun that. They were. They, they finished the regular season five. I, I'm, not, I'm not even entertaining you, that. You, were, you argument. were entertaining I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the, it. The next year, you said the same thing. Well, there's no need to quote you again. No, the next year, I didn't because they were nope. good and won the natty. Nope. They didn't win the natty they in 20. Whenever they won the natty, I didn't no. say a word that Bama, year. Bama no. won the natty in 20. Then I think Pete's making wrong not wrong at lists. all. Then I already at five fourteen on April thirteenth of last year, Craig said, "Quote: The Detroit Pistons will make the playoffs in 2020." All right, I kind of missed on that one. Now I'll grant you it's a tad of a pass since you had a couple of players out for the season. Yeah, I missed. Hey, but maybe you'll get Victor one by Yama. Maybe like you're that bad. Maybe. Yeah, three years in a row, we have a top three pick or whatever we've had or something like that. Ah, they'll send him to Houston. Then in case you missed it at 2.47 p.m. today, March 8th, 2023, Craig Sheeman said, and I quote, Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Was last year. That's that's undeniable fact. Uh, and also, Pete? Jared Goff is a better quarterback I, uh, than Lamar Jackson. I don't think you want to go down this list with me. I mean, I could do the Pete Shepard hyperbole machine. 2019, 2019 Buccaneers winning 13 games. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes going to the college football Agreed. playoffs. 2017, Agreed. 2018, 2019, 2020, <laughs> 2021, 2022, <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't want to go there with me. Just you guys uh, need to own the takes that you have. I did. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going down the road. I of own Miami. my takes. I did. Yes, I own my takes. Now, no. I own Derrick Henry, and I'm going to be right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Five years. I will be correct. 
<laughs> and I'm banging that drum that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be, see, he's 28, going on 28. So maybe maybe 2027. No. Chris can go, see? No. He's done. By 2025, I'm going to have that feather in my cap. Just a few years early. Yeah. Happens. Uh, Titan Tyler says, uh, LOL. Craig said that in 2019 question mark feels so long ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a couple more sound bites left over, uh, more on Lamar Jackson. Kimberly Martin, uh, said two things on get up today. Uh, not having an agent is hurting him and Lamar, not as good as Jared Goff. Didn't say that. Well, I, that's <laughs> The issue with Lamar not having an agent is a big one. Why? Because an agent will go out there and ascertain who wants you and how much do they want you. If Lamar Jackson has an agent to go out there and say, is there another owner out there outside of Steve Bishotti that wants my guy? Does he want to give? Is there another owner who is willing to give 230? And if not, that severely hampers Lamar's um, negotiating strategy in that sense. So I think that not having an agent has really been an issue because Lamar may have miscalculated the market out there for him. Oops. Not all fair points. Yeah. I would have miscalculated, too, because it's automatic. The next guy gets more money, and starting with Derek Carr, that's not the case. The, the quarterback market has shifted post-Deshaun Watson's ridiculousness in Cleveland. You, you've had you've had agents before, right? Yeah, worthless. No, they weren't worthless. Every, no, every good deal I got, I got my own. The one time I had an never mind, don't get me started. I did have so, an agent for a few years in Los Angeles, yes. Yeah, and nothing, n- nothing for you. Nothing First I, class. Nothing I get. No, I got that on my own. <laughs> Actually, J Dub had it for put that oh, in really? my contract for me. <laughs> but that was something. So I want that. Yeah, I, I'm all with J Dub's. I'm, I'm sick of I walking past him when we're flying it. I can't be doing the same show side by and he, he's a first class and I'm by the toilets in the back. That that's not happening. I want a glass of champagne <laughs> to take off. But put it this way, and I had this happen a couple of times, but well, one one major contract thing when my agent was negotiating in Boston and it was coming down to the wire. And uh, this, this must happen to you. Did your program director come in with, uh, and while you're on the air, walk around the studio with other potential people that were going to maybe replace you just to like intimidate you? No, that but you could that see. was that always could implied. I look, yeah. I, I did 20 years of my career I, in different places. I, every day I walked in the building, I, as comfortable as my show was, or thing, I always every day I walked in the building thinking it could be my last because that's just how the business was. Yeah. Every no, I, day. I get you. Today here, I think I'm comfortable for a couple of days. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little more comfortable <laughs> now. <laughs> I think I think I'll make it to the end of the week. <laughs> I don't know. Jared Goff being better than Lamar Jackson's a tough one. <laughs> I stand by it. Anyway. At least through the texture bracket. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be a real headache to have to rebrand it, the the Peach Shepherd texture bracket. Yeah, that would. All right, so I'm good for March. (laughs) But I will say this, but you all, we're not going to reveal it today, but tomorrow you actually have, can I say the part about, you actually have uh, the first four that are out, which we'll reveal tomorrow. Yep. I've got uh, a field of 68, the top 64, and the the first four out. Mm Mm-hmm. No playing games. I'll reveal the first, the top seeds, only the top seeds in the five o'clock hour, and it won't be the, who they're playing. The sixteens, yep. it'll just be the ones. 
But I have the entire field of 64. A new number one seed this year from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Pretty big. I like it. All right. um, One more soundbite here. Rob Domofsky, uh, ESPN Packers reporter. He's been on all morning. Every half hour. Same clip. I'm trying to gauge, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, Mm -hmm. like the, the Jets brass flew back today. Without any rumor of a deal, now, I don't know. Maybe maybe they got the handshake and they got to go back and do the paperwork and, and renegotiate some contracts. I, we're not privy to that. I'd still say I'm like 30% surprised that they flew home without any kind of deal. But uh, anyway, here's uh, Rob Demosky on now the uh, timeline for Aaron Rodgers. This is on Center. Well, all along, Stan, it has been – Free agency. Now, what's your definition of the start of free agency? Is it Monday when the negotiating period opens? Is it Wednesday when the the league year begins? Keep in mind that if a trade is going to happen, it could happen quietly now, but it can't actually be put on the books and no one can actually talk about it until the league year starts on March 15th. All right. Uh, display Seahawks fan. No, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Sheeman is not being replaced by Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he can't take that kind of a pay cut. Uh, let's see. Uh, XFL guy says, damn, sounds like a toxic work environment. No, listen. No, radio is high risk, high TV. reward, yeah, and very little uh, job security. And uh, Pete and I have both lost jobs. Some surprisingly. Some you could see coming, but that's the way this business is. Uh, Wig says, I can't wait till Wig Wednesday. Uh, that, yeah, that's right, Wig. Uh, a little after 4 o'clock, we'll be uh, hearing from you, Wig. Yep, if he's not working or yep. busy, busy. And then uh, a cup of Joe after that. Uh, Steel Curtain, I don't want to work. I want to hear Chris bang on the drum all day. Okay. <laughs> and Pittsburgh, John, you guys actually seated everyone this year? Uh, we seated everyone re- last year. He doesn't remember seats from last year's bracket. Yeah, we did. We did. It didn't look like the traditional... Uh, fingered bracket uh but yeah every we, we had seeds last year it, we have a different provider this year it yeah. looks it, it looks gonna look it awesome. is a bracket it, is a, it look looks awesome. like a bracket we have the seeds and we didn't do anything i did me i took time out of my family time away from my kids to come up with this texture bracket wow how about that wow. i'm not a hero though i'm not a hero well, okay, then, then you get to shoulder all the blame exactly, for the, the exactly. people that didn't make it in. Exactly. And I know, I, I actually have had a sneak peek. I know who's not in. Do you I, see the size of these shoulders? I see that. I, I could carry the weight of the world. <laughs> I'm like Atlas, just holding people, it up. That's all I'm doing, people holding it up. Are go, I think most people would be fairly pleased. Some won't be. The ones who didn't make it, obviously, but it's nothing personal. But I think overall. There's some big names that did not make it. Okay. Well, North Carolina doesn't make the tournament every year. <laughs> if they don't beat Boston by the way, College, that's a nice they won't tonight. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to Meter in a few minutes. <laughs> did they beat them early this year once? Probably. I think they did in Boston. I can't remember. One of the four road wins. I mean, I mean... Let's check that real quick. Let's see. It's so much fun um, when your team is good and so frustrating can when I, they're not. They lost seventy two sixty four at North Carolina. Yeah. Look, we you have bad years. It happens. Doesn't happen a lot at North Carolina. But I think the whole thing that we forget mm-hmm. is only one that if we go back to October, yep. 
North Carolina was the number one team in the country. So what does that either tell you about polling or North Carolina underachieving? Yeah, it's underachieving. So I said earlier, what if I told you that back in either September or October that it, your season would come down to beating Boston College tonight on a neutral floor? There could be a really kick-ass uh, 30 for 30 made on this. Like, that's a possibility. <laughs> you remember that uh, Four Nights in October documentary on the yeah, Red Sox yeah, coming yeah. back yep. on the Yankees? Yep. Let's call it four days in March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or eight games in March. Games the run March. through the ACC and the, and the well, run to the Final Four. You could have made a case for that last year. Yeah, uh, Probably. I mean, yeah. that was... Yeah. Uh, Craig Special Sack. If I didn't make the texture bracket, I promised to run the table on the texture NIT. It's a whole other group of listeners. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> says, uh, like I said, I hope I do better than Wisconsin in the texture bracket. Oh, big game for them tonight. Wisconsin's got a big game tonight. Who do they play? Uh, Illinois. Is it Illinois? Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So dumb. That's a huge... This is silent. It is. Get out of here. Actually, some of the people in Illinois, though, will, will refer to go Illinois. I've heard it as a joke, sort of. I had a, an update, update anchor that I had to correct on the air after he did uh, scores two segments in a row and said Illinois with the score. I said, you know the S is silent, dude. This is an A and M grad. Is that as bad as? And he he looked at me like I had three heads. He says, "What are you talking about?" Well, and it's not. My, and then my partner chimed in. Says, "It's silent. It's not. Te- it's not Texas A and M. It's Texas." <laughs> <laughs> is that as bad as a? And that was a program director for a media market station. I was young, like twenty three, um, for like a year and a half, and I used to get you know I used to get tons of tape. You know you remember the radio stage? You just piles of tapes. Uh, People want to audition for this, that. Had a, like a weekend opening. I think I told you this. And the final score, uh, the Lakers, uh, 122. The Carlotti Hornets, uh, 120. No. Carlotti. Not Carlotti. Charlotte. Carlotti. Was this person from France or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Magna cum laude from uh, <laughs> broadcasting year of school. Obviously, they didn't travel much. Good God. Carlotti Hornets. That's, That's my favorite. I have it some somewhere. <laughs> Wisconsin plays it. Ohio State. Ohio by the State. Way. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. 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 Ohio. That's a little sorry, tougher sorry, sorry. than Illinois. Ohio Tate. Ohio State is not tougher than Illinois. I don't uh, think. I no. think no. I think Illinois is better. Well, you might. I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> Every team. Thanks. There are eight teams in the Big Ten that are all the same good. <laughs> They're all like eleven and eight. That was excellent grammar. Thank you. <laughs> it sounded so awkward. Display Seahawks. But you're right. Fan. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Display Seahawks fan says Chris with those Atlas shoulders, you can uh, you can shoulder the the heat that you're going to get tomorrow. Exactly. I can handle it. It's like Batman. You're going to yeah. get heat I'm today. I'm not the hero you need. I'm the hero you deserve. You're probably going to get heat today. I got that for backwards. The four number ones. No, I, I love my number one seeds. I, I, I think they're good number one seeds. I think they're but, strong. But somebody will always complain. Uh, Pittsburgh, John, uh, did you guys do the Lou Holtz interview already? I uh, missed it. I've been uh, busy training displaced Seahawks fan with the new job uh, that I helped him get. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I did it yesterday. It's in the three. Is it up on the? I haven't checked. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on up. the website. It was the three o'clock hour yesterday. Uh, you could go to the website, ESPNSWFL.com, Sheeman Shepherd Podcast Best Subs. Look at Moon River. It was a great interview, by the way. He was he was great. I'm going to go back and listen. I've got my dad coming this weekend. Can you guess his favorite beer, Craig Sheeman? Look at that. A whole fridge full of Coors Light. Coors Light, baby. Enjoy. 
All right, a lot of text coming in I can't read. We got meter coming up in a minute. <laughs> got to talk about North Carolina's chances against Boston College tonight. There are other teams in the ACC we can speak about. <sighs> yeah, but I say a one player of the I think year. we'll dial it in. Yeah. They play uh, tomorrow against Wake. All week it's uh, championship weed. All week it's championship weed on ESPN Southwest <laughs> Florida tomorrow night. Two ACC quarterfinal matchups. Coverage starts at 6.30. Full schedule. Basketball games that will be airing. Log on to our website, ESPNSWFL.com. Meter next. Shaman the Shepherd, ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Craig Sheeman along with Pete Shepard. Chris on the other side of the glass. Sheeman Shepard, ESPN, Southwest Florida. Time to talk some ACC with our good friend John Meter Perel. By the way, uh, one and a half games done so far today. We got Wake Forest with the win over Syracuse, 77-74 in the ACC tournament. Pittsburgh at the half, leading Georgia Tech, 44-31. Meter, what's going on? What up? Well, what's up, boys? Beautiful day in the Boston area. Feels like opening day is only three weeks away. Wow. And wow. as Pete keeps telling us, the Red Sox undefeated in spring training. Yeah, going the way of the Bruins. Oh, Pete, I think they're going to go wire to wire. They'll be 162 and 0 this year. Uh, you calling the game tonight by chance against North Carolina? Oh, you're not down. You're... No, no. I'm, uh, I'm uh, not. I'm, I'm, I'm on home duty. I'll be watching from afar on ESPN2. Mm-hmm. And it uh, should be an interesting game, although. You know, it's difficult for BC if Quentin Post doesn't play. Yeah, what's his status? Uh, obviously questionable. Game time decision? Yeah, they're saying game time decision. I don't know. I called the game Saturday when he heard it. Didn't look good. Uh, just a freaky injury. Stepped on a player and came down on it wrong. Kind of blew up on him. So, mm. tough tough call on that one. I mean, if he could go, probably at 75% they'll play him, but it's just difficult, you guys know. I mean, when you got Baycott in the post, an inside-out game for Carolina, I know they've been so inconsistent, but I'm not sure how they're going to deal with Baycott. The, uh, I was telling Chris earlier, you know, he's a big Carolina guy, as you know, but, I mean, what if I told you back in, you know, late September when the polls first came out, John, that North Carolina season, I mean, BC could possibly control North Carolina season with a win tonight in the Tar Heels, maybe. Probably not going to make the tournament. Tar-Hills, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Tar Heels former number one, by the way. Yeah, pre-season. former number one. Yeah. So was Lenardi has them as a first four, first four in, I think, at the moment. Really? Uh, but if they lose today, they're not making the tournament. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no question about that. And it's just I would have been stunned, but look, guys, it's been this way since I started talking in November, and you know now with the popular narrative, you're going to hear it for the next. 72, 96 hours. You'll hear it on the CBS show after the after the selection show. I'm telling you, and it might be low. Twenty teams can win this thing this year, and that might be low. No, I think it might be more than thirty. I'm waiting quickly just on tonight's game before we move on. So post can't play, and certainly by it seems like 
you don't think he's going to. Can um, uh, can Ashton Langford and Zachary make up for it? They're the only two other guys that score in double digits for the Eagles. Can they? Can they have the game of their lives? <laughs> it tells you, Pete, something when Ashton Langford, Zachary, and Quentin Post make up sixty percent of the BC offense in their last fifteen games. So, uh, doubtful. They're just not. Zachary played well last night. The two gritty players. Ashton Langford had a bad game against Georgia Tech. Not great shooters. Uh, good players. Good defensively. Good guys to have on a team. I just don't think they have that that ace in the hole. I think Bickerstaff has played well the last couple games, but it's just a it, look. It wouldn't surprise me again the way college basketball is. It wouldn't shock me if they win this game by four points, but it's it's a lot to ask. Meter, I was uh, thinking about Florida State uh, yesterday. They lost by one to Georgia Tech, and you know the, what I was thinking about them is, is it's a shame for the Florida State program because I, I think. A couple of years ago, during the COVID year, I, I think they were primed to maybe even win a national championship. And then we canceled the tournament. COVID hit. Country shut down. And here they are a few years later, a, a nine-win team. It's um, amazing. It, they just um, upset Miami the last week, though. But could, <laughs> is it is it just a transition thing? Is there is the sun rising uh, as we look to the future for Florida State, or they got a little bit of trouble roster wise and recruit wise? They, they got they got some work to do, Craig. It's it, it's and. The good news is they can get it done in you know in twelve months because of the NIL mm-hmm. and the portal. So I'm not sure what the collective is there. I'm, I'm sure they they can probably dig into that a little bit. Uh, not like Miami, who has a lot of money, uh, but I think Florida State probably could go there. I think Leonard Hamilton hasn't been a huge fan of that, but um, probably trending towards the end for Hamilton. Uh, but you know, I still think they. I don't think you can say they're they're looking towards the uh, sunset by any means. I think any team in this league, as Pitt has proven this year, with Jeff Capel is on a blazing hot seat, does a really good job in the portal, and suddenly they're you know they're gonna they're probably gonna be an 11th or 10th seed in the in the tournament. So I think it still can be a turnaround for Florida State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard Bayheim today after the uh, game. I just, Craig and I were just listening to it before he came on, and. I can't stand it anymore. I mean, he basically he said he gave his retirement speech on the court last Saturday. Only one person figured it out. And then he said he made it clear today following Syracuse loss to Wake Forest. Except he, so the reporter asked, a female reporter asked, well, so are you saying you're retirement? He's like, I didn't say that. He goes, it's up to the university. So, he's, so she says, you're not retirement. I didn't say that. I mean, uh, I'm saying it. You're done. Maybe he's just being a weasel so that they pay. That if you retire, you give up the whatever's left on your contract. If not, they got to buy you out. Maybe but, that's maybe that's what is. But I when he know. says I, I made my retirement speech. Now he said he's made it twice, but he, then he said he sort of hasn't. Yeah. So, do you think he's done, Meter? I don't think so, Pete. Really? I really don't. I think no. I don't. I think I think next year will be the the, the edict, which probably which should have been the edict this year from Syracuse. Next year, they'll say, that's it, Jim, you're done. So he wants all the pomp and circumstance going out from everybody. That's what he wants. Is that what you're telling me? I don't know. I, from Based on what I know about him, that's no, he doesn't. He's definitely yeah. not Coach K in that regard. <laughs> he doesn't want to be, have the, the royal send-off. He might have a little bit of it, especially at the Dome. But I think this is 2024 is going to be a swan song. I think John Wildak, the AD, and the president will say, 
look, that's it. We're done. We'll, we'll send out a, you know, send out something in August or whenever, maybe sooner than that because of recruiting. But, you know, it's another school that needs to dip into the portal. Another school that is working on NIL, well documented. They have a, a rich alumnus who, you know, brings Jalen Hurts to games and Tom mm-hmm. Brady to games and Jimmy Fallon to games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the guy just dips into the well and, you know, pays Jalen Hurts 50 grand to come watch Syracuse basketball. So, that's that's the guy they're going to be calling upon. I'm guessing to uh, to help their their NIL acquisitions, but I don't know. I, you know, you want to put odds on it? I'd say seventy thirty. Bayon comes back. All right. Wow. Uh, how about some final thoughts on the career of one Mike Bray, who had been at Notre Dame forever, and they lose uh, to Virginia Tech last night. So that looks like that's it. And uh, what are your thoughts on him? Love Mike Bray. Uh, <laughs> you know, selfishly, I like him because he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys would love him. He's the, there's one coach in the league you want to have a beer with. That's the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love what he did last last game at Notre Dame when they went to linebackers on campus, and he said he'd never been there in 23 years. There, he says I'm going after the game tonight, and they ended up winning that game. That was a scene, you know, straight out of Animal House. So, <laughs> um, I, I think I, I would expect Bray would probably take a year in broadcast. I think he'd be good at that, um, and you know. I I think Georgetown would be a good fit for him. Oh. I'm not so sure Georgetown was going there with Mike Bray, but George, he knows that landscape, and he's a heck of a coach. I did talk to one of his former players uh, who told me that he, he needs to take a year off uh, and recharge the core battery. So, But overall, Craig, to answer your question, I mean, his legacy is going to be bringing Notre Dame back to a, a basketball school. They added the times, of course, under Digger Phelps, uh, more at time. I mean, they, they were a power, but they certainly wavered under the late stages of Phelps. And Bray brought them back. But, you know, they were a top twenty-five team mm-hmm. perennially. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of thoughts on the tournament. I, I, you know, um, Merrimack College, a little school in uh, North Andover, Massachusetts. Yeah. And what do they do? Yeah. First year in Division One, they win the NEC, but they can't go to the tournament because you need to stay in five years. So Fairleigh Dickinson gets to go in ahead of them, which is uh, which is really uh, unbelievable. I, but still, I mean, that, Sports Center did a little thing about it this morning, which I thought was uh, it was nice. But that's that, that that's that's quite the feat. But if they're, you know, I'm always for the little guy. You know me. I'm for the little guy. If there's one, if there's if there's somebody outside the mid majors that you or some outside the the power the power six at school, in the and uh, a mid major school that you think could actually win the whole thing, who would it be? Boy. Not, one, not not St. Mary's after I'll, what I saw. I'll give it Gonzaga. <laughs> I guess I could give it Gonzaga because they're. Yeah, I don't... I'm just saying outside of Gonzaga, outside yeah. of Mount, uh, you know, the team they played last night, yeah. St. Mary's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there's West Coast schools, I guess. Uh, I don't. I'm not so sure that will there be a St. Peter's this year. Probably. Uh, if, I don't know if it's going to be as drastic as a 15 seed, but just based on the parity that we see, I'll tell you what I think. You'll love it. I mean, they're not a mid-major, but I think I think Miami can make a run. Yeah, I, I think Miami's got a shot. I think Miami. I know they've had their moments. I think UConn's going to make a run. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think Xavier is. Or I don't think Providence is. Pete. I think they're trending in the wrong direction. 
Tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's big for them. they got to um, get back on track a little bit. If they get humiliated tomorrow, and I don't think so, I actually think they have a great shot to win it. But should they go the opposite direction and continue that pathetic streak of um, – I can, I can forgive them for uh, two days, you know, last Wednesday. They came back from 21, got it to two. But what happened on Sunday, Saturday was uh, they get blown out. They might be in a playing game. Yeah, meter. You want to co-host with me tomorrow? Because he's going to be Pete's going to be worthless for that game <laughs> while the show is going on. <laughs> he's going to have one eye. Well, I, I just like his line. I'm, I'm wrong. I've always been for the little guy. I'm going to start calling you Norma Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Norma Ray. Very good move. She won the Oscar. Sally Field for that. God, that's long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we got to do a little Oscar recap. What do you guys like to win? For best picture. I don't even know what's nominated. I haven't been to a movie in two years. I'm looking forward to I heard, <laughs> I, I, I saw the video or the trailer that on Sunday night, this is going to be perfect because it's after all, I get done doing all my NCAA tournament analysis, that South, that uh, family guy's doing a crossover with Bob's Burgers. I can't wait for that. And Homer Simpson's in one of the scenes too. So it's like a triple crossover. I'm looking forward to that. You know my good friend Alex Sokolow, I grew up with as the executive producer of Family Guy. I did not know that. Uh, did he go to RISD as well, like Seth MacFarlane? He did not, but he's very tight with MacFarlane. Yeah. Alec went to Connecticut College. Ah. He's from the mean streets of Weston, Mass. Oh, good <laughs> Lord have mercy. We, 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 we were little league teammates, and our, both our parents were tight. So I, yeah, I'll, I'll tell Alec you're a big fan. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. We get him on the show. All right. Well, where are you watching? Where, are you teaching today? Yes. No, I got spring break. I'm off to Punta Cana. Spring break? You are? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. All my students are at Punta Cana. Why don't I'm you not. go? Well, yeah, that's a little, I'm not sure that that's, I think that's fraud upon it. professorial conduct, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you getting down this way at all anytime soon? That's the question. You've been asking me that since November. Well, he misses you so much. He, he's asked you 10 weeks in a row. It's been, over, you a, down? It's been over a year. It has been over a year. I told Chris Beasley, you know, just just call, call Jeff Blue. There's really there's great flights from Boston to Providence. Mm-hmm. Book me a little flight. I'll be down there. I'll, I'll fill in for you tomorrow when you're watching Providence. <laughs> Craig and I will do a dance. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be good to go. Just, you know, you want to give me a week of shows? I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, bud. Well, enjoy the game tonight. I think, uh, I don't know. I get the feeling BC is going to make this a little closer than I think. I think you and Chris should have a wager yep. on this. Your two favorite teams here. I think that should be a thing. But uh, I think you and uh, you and Chris should definitely put some shekels on that, Pete. No, I'm not putting shekels on it. I think North Carolina is going to win. I don't know by 11 and a half on a neutral floor, but. Lay the number, meter. It's my <laughs> lock. Lay the number. <laughs> I know. I, I know. It's your lock, Beasley. You've been, <laughs> you've been locking Carolina since uh, you know, Phil Ford played there. You wouldn't even a lot. Yeah, I've lost a lot of money on him this year. Yep. <laughs> yes, you have. No, I can only imagine. And watch out for those Hoosiers, Sheeman. Oh, I'm watching. I'm, what, we get a 9 o'clock tip-off Friday night against uh, To Be Determined. I'm ready to roll. I take TBA plus the 7. Oh, <laughs> that's that's hurtful. <laughs> All right, Meter. We'll talk to you next week right, when it boys. gets real. Take Appreciate care. it. All right, boys. My right. pleasure as always. That is John Thanks, Meter John. Perel, everybody. At Meets Tweets. Follow him on Twitter. 
Uh, single Red Sox girl. Uh, we haven't heard from her in a while. She texted in. Uh, go UConn. Sorry, Pete. How about that? Oh, no, I, understand. I, I understand. I think that team's going to make a serious run in the tournament. I think my boys, can, they're just going to get it back on track. The last two games. Uh, the last game was very, very disappointing. Coming up in one hour is your chance to go head-to-head with Pete Shepard in Wikipedia. Uh, today, on this day in 1936, was the first stock car race at Daytona Beach. So, sadly for you, Pete, it's NASCAR trivia. You say that. But the last time we had NASCAR trivia, I remember it. We were at Backstreet's on Cape Coral, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I won. You did. Uh, I will also tell you, I uh, I it, I usually try and screw you with you, difficult you questions. Totally dumped it down. I did which the I opposite. Uh, these are easy. Na- like right. I like nine of the ten, I did off the top of my head because it's common knowledge. Okay, I didn't even have to look them up. Okay, if it's that common knowledge, because I read through stuff every day, even whether you should be able to get these. If I, I get half, I'll be happy. Yeah, should be all right. All right, so that's coming up in an hour. Chance to get some Everblades tickets. Uh, Sheba and Shepard, ESPN, Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. I'm Craig Sheeman along with Pete Shepard. Chris on the other side of the glass. Sheeman and Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida. Just got done talking to ACC tournament with uh, John Meter Perel. I see that the Caesars Sportsbook is reporting a massive surge of Jets 2024 Super Bowl action. <laughs> Hasn't even signed yet. <laughs> Good people, for them. people trying to get ahead of the curve, trying to outthink the system. I saw a uh, story today. You're going to get good value. Yeah. Uh, college football attendance rose uh, this past season. Largest year-over-year increase since 1982. Disagree. Most fans attended college football games last season than any year since 2018. I think the rise from 2021 from 2020 was higher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that Yeah. We don't count COVID. Yeah. I uh, attended a game in person. You did. Chris, did you go to a college game? I, I thought you did. Uh, I did not go to a college game last year. You went to a Dolphins game. I went to two Dolphins games. Yeah. Bills so get- and Texans, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Division One FBS increased 5% to 41,840 fans per game. It sounds like a modest increase. It's significant as it indicates a second highest per game rise, 1992 uh, in history. NCAA has been keeping attendance figures since 78, but not since 82 when attendance rose an average of 9,068 per game from 81 has been a larger increase. Mm. But I also think a lot of that, sometimes those numbers can get skewed because some. Well, and you're well, a pessimist. Back then, no, 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 no. I'm saying in a good, in a, I'm making it in a good way because sometimes, and again, I can go back to my. My own say you need video evidence of no, the increase like, in attendance. For, it's different now because everybody doesn't have a second old field. Back in the day, sometimes, and this wasn't just true for Boston College, who play like Alabama, Penn State, they play in Foxborough instead of on campus. So 
it would sell out. You'd get you know a good thirty-five thousand more fans than you would. And other play, I mean, other teams have done that as well. I mean, they played at the time would play in some bigger stadiums or neutral stadiums, right? That yeah, get more attendance. So, no, I'm not bad. I think it's I think it's a good thing. It's the second most popular. It's the NFL and college football, one two, and not even close. I think the NBA is close. In the country? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think so. NBA ratings are down. Well, but they generally sell out. But, Chris, they're only 20,000-seat arenas as compared to No, no, no. To I'm talking 000. about, like, popularity of the sport. I think that college football and NBA are kind of right on par with each other. Do you? I used, uh, I used to think that. I used that. to think that, too. I don't, I don't think, think so. Well, I think, I look, know. down here it's not. Yeah. But across the country – in the Northeast, people don't care about college football. No, yeah, well, they, they, you're right about that. They they, they care more than people. Well, you think. got a lot but, of cities up there. No, yeah, but yeah. but okay, that aside. But like in uh, look, like if, a, if we're in talking the, the South, in the South, college football I think is bigger than the NFL. What, what about Big Ten country, which is a lot of states and a lot that that's that's definitely more college football. I would say I would say uh, Pac-12. Well, I, well, say, uh, well, can I living in the Midwest? I don't want to say college basketball is bigger than college football. Well, in Indiana, college basketball is bigger than college football. But in Michigan, college football is the biggest. In Ohio. Okay, but where at in Ohio? Are we in Cleveland? No, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I think it's it's close in in Big Ten country. I think in the Pac-12, you look at everybody top to bottom. They care more about college football than basketball. But remember, Pete, nobody cares about college football in Pac-12 country. (laughs) (laughs) Well, outside of the state of Oregon. I'll argue they sometimes don't even get warmed up for the Lakers until the postseason, but this year they're screwed. (laughs) Their little flags on their cars don't come out until June. Ridiculous. All right, Bald Eagle uh, going into this break. He knew it was going to be a short break. By the way, by the way, Lakers are in the play-in Yay. tournament as of now. Without LeBron, Woo-hoo-hoo. they got better. Yep. They got better. Uh, he said, hey, what are you going to do with a four-minute segment? And then we made through it. Now ah. he goes, okay, now you're late. I can do a lot in four minutes, pal. Just let that breathe. Uh, ESPN Southwest Florida proud to partner with Hope and It's Open Pickleball Tournament presented by United Healthcare. Log on to ESPNSWFL.com to register for this event across Southwest Florida, April 7th through the 9th. Just one week before the U.S. Open in Naples for pickleball. And you can use this event as a warm-up or see some of the best players in the world. For details, log on to ESPNSWFL.com. It is a wig Wednesday. The bat signal is out for wig after the rundown. Cup of JoJo winner. We'll talk more about our big announcement regarding our website and our brackets in case you missed it earlier. Stay tuned. Sheeman and Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida.